All right, we're back here on the Ohio end with uh, Rachel Coyle from How Things Work at the Ohio State House. And Rachel, just wanted to catch up on the budget. Seemed like the budget's a long way away, but it's not. The operating budget is in the State House now. And let me know what you know about it. Sure. Yeah. So the Ohio budget has just been introduced in the Ohio in the House. It always starts in the House. It's massive. It's about it's a little over two thousand pages. Uh, so it's going to fund pretty much every major program in the state for the next two years. Uh, and we have to get this whole process done by the end of June. So starting oh. it out in the House is the, the next step in the process. And then there's lots of different pieces of it that are going to start getting hearings in all the different finance subcommittees all at the same time. So it's about to be chaos uh, for the next couple months over at the State House. Definitely. And we've talked over the past couple weeks about some stuff that immediately jumped out. Um, like with the marketing, you know, 50 million they were looking at and uh, the broadband. And, you know, we talked about some of the education concerns. Uh, what else jumps out to you from your looking over the budget? So the big, you, you touched on it a little, the biggest thing that we're probably going to be seeing a fight over is uh, school funding reform. So mm -hmm. last year there was a huge push to a bipartisan push to reform Ohio's education funding system, which the Supreme Court has said for two decades now is unconstitutional. So that fight is probably going to be part of the budget process this year. They have to fund schools through the budget anyway. So the discussion is going to be, do we actually fix the system and make it more fair this time around? Uh, it'll be really interesting to see who is in charge of that fight and, and where it goes. There's also a uh, local government fund is going to be big this year because local governments are so struggling with uh, handling the COVID crisis and, you know, helping their, their local businesses and all of that. And just major normal things like potholes <laughs> during the winter. Um, and there's going to be a big fight over whether or not we increase funding, restore funding to the local governments the way it was a few years back. How do you see, I mean, obviously, you know, COVID's happening, COVID impacts everything, um, but, you know, there's other budget concerns that maybe aren't COVID-related, but how do you see just the reality of COVID and us, you know, reacting to COVID coming? How do you see that affecting the budget this year? A couple different ways. One, so Ohio requires a balanced budget. So they are, there's absolutely have to be funding dealing with the COVID crisis, you know, COVID relief for different organizations and businesses. But in order to put that money somewhere, we have to find the money somewhere else so that the budget will stay balanced. So there's going to be a big discussion over, you know, what gets cut or what gets funded less uh, significantly to try and move some of those, mo those monies around to pay for COVID relief. So that's going to be an interesting discussion as well. Where do you see, and obviously these discussions are going to be continuing, and we might be surprised, but where do you see as places that are going to be um, shortchanged with the reality of what we're facing with COVID? Well, one of my fears is uh, there's a budget, there's a bill moving right now in the State House SB 17 that would make it a lot harder for folks to get food assistance and stay on Medicaid. Uh, that seems to be the sort of place they're going to kind of trying to cut money uh, from the budget where they have to they would have to spend less money on SNAP and Medicaid if this bill passes and they put it in the budget. That's my fear. I don't want that to be where they take the money from. 
Um, there are a couple places I'd recommend, uh, you know, if no one listens to me, but that the Democrats are probably going to be pushing for um, is closing some of those tax loopholes. Maybe so no, we're not raising taxes necessarily. We're actually just making them tighter and uh, l allowing fewer people to kind of trick the system and uh, pay less taxes than than anybody else around them. Uh, the big one is it's called, well, it depends on who you ask. The Republicans call it the business tax cut. Democrats call it the LLC loophole, but they're all talking about the same tax loophole. Uh, there is debate back and forth about whether or not that that loophole actually helps small businesses or if it helps anyone uh, who has a, a, an LLC pass through entity like lawyers, for example. We were talking about this on um, Thursday morning show about the just kind of the ongoing issues that the state's having with unemployment, not just from a keeping it funded, but also from some of the IT concerns about how do we stop fraud? How do we make the website better? Do you think that's sustainable? Maybe, I mean, obviously the state really hasn't spent as much in funding this, but do you think there could be some help in the budget from an IT standpoint about how to make the unemployment website easy? And do you think overall unemployment is going to be able to keep being funded with everything else going on? It's definitely, it's overwhelmed right now. You know, there's, they're trying to help so many more people than, than normal because so many folks have been laid off in the COVID. We've seen that um, there could be, they absolutely could fund you know, just more resources for the actual system um, to help, like maybe to hire some temporary staff, for example, to answer more phones more often, that kind of thing, uh, or upgrade the tech, the literal computers that they have. They could fund those sorts of things in the budget. Uh, I'll have to wait and see uh, if they actually are planning to do that, because you're right, that is absolutely an option. And we're also then going to have to uh, go after some of these folks who've been committing fraud, because there has been, like you mentioned, a huge increase in unemployment fraud attempts in the last month or so. Do you think unemployment will still be able to be funded pretty well? I mean, I'm hopefully unemployment is going to start to go down a little bit with, you know, COVID kind of progressing and hopefully with vaccines, you know, it's starting to become not as big of an issue. Do you think overall unemployment will be able to be funded through all of this? I certainly hope so. <laughs> we know, you know, I've, seen uh, work with a lot of folks who work at the state house and they deal with these individual cases on a day-to-day -day basis. And these stories are just heartbreaking. You know, these folks who did everything right and just got laid off because of COVID and, you know, are worried about where they're going to pay rent and how they're going to take care of their kids. And, you know, if, if we suddenly come to a point where unemployment can't exist or be funded, you know, that would just be devastating. Okay. Very good. What do you see upcoming next week? I mean, obviously the budget is going to take up a lot of time. Any other big state issues coming next week? Well, there's an interesting one happening right now. The Senate just passed a bill that uh, would allow the legislature to overrule the governor on any of his orders, his yeah. health orders, executive mm -hmm. orders. That one is moving real fast. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of controversy over who should have the power, if anyone, to override a health order or an executive order from the governor. It seems a bit like a power grab to me, especially the way it's currently set up, um, but it's moving so fast, you know that they're paying close attention to that issue over there. Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if that passes and obviously how Governor DeWine's going to react to that. Um, so very good. Well, remind us, um, how do we connect with your, your Facebook group and uh, what are something coming up on the Facebook group that we should watch out for? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's How Things Work at the State House on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us. It's How Things Work OH is our handle. I uh, also wanted to sh send out a website that folks can access if they're interested in the budget. There is an incredible organization uh, called the Legislative Service Commission. They're a state organization, nonpartisan, mostly lawyers. They, they're, they're the ones who write our bills for us, but they also put out tons of documents about the budget if you want to nerd out with me over the budget. Uh, their website is lsc.ohio.gov. But you got to put in that www dot for some reason. So www.lsc.ohio.gov. They've got just endless resources on there uh, helping you figure out and follow different pieces of the budget process and which of your favorite you know, organizations are going to get funded throughout the years and that sort of thing. Sounds good. Well, definitely check out uh, Rachel's site. Lots of good uh, political information and lots of good if you're looking for one place to go to see a lot of links for what's happening locally, uh, it's a great uh, resource, you know, to check out links that members are posting there as well. So thanks again, Rachel. We really appreciate it. Stick around for a minute afterwards. I need to ask you about something. And everyone, thanks for checking out the Ohioan. Uh, definitely subscribe. Let your friends know. Um, if you're coming here for the first time, maybe on from Ohio, how things work, the Ohio State House. Check our links. There's a lot of ways of connecting with the podcast as well. So thanks, Rachel, and thanks everyone. Have a great day, and we'll see you soon on the Highland. Thank you.